Blog Talk Radio. Introducing Poultry at the Door. Hosted by the lovely, the angelic poet. Sit back, relax, enjoy. Feel it. Poetry After Dark. I'm your host, the Angelic Poetry, and tonight we are spotlighting Sue Diamond J, spoken word artist in our community, doing big things. Looking forward to the interview tonight, and I hope he is as well. So I get in his business like I'm over for a second. <laughs> so without further ado, let me bring him on the line. Diamond. You with me? Yes. <laughs> is my light too bright for you? It is what? Is it too bright for you? Is it? Nah. <laughs> uh, I, 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 got, I got my shades on. I'm okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> all right. Um, so how are you tonight? I'm all right. Just, you know, just, you know, kind of kind of bugging being that, you know, this is your last Saturday show and I happen to be the feature of the last show for Saturday. <laughs> yeah, how special you are. So you know we got to go out with a bang. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like going out with a bang, huh? You know it. I'm going this Saturday. But you know. 
Buddy. I was kind of looking for some haters to show up, but I don't know. I ain't seen them hey, yet. Hey, the night's again. not we, over yet. <laughs> I know. I was, I was going to say, the night's just getting started, so anything is possible. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm going to give the people what they want, and we're going to go into the interview. We're going to play some tracks and ask you some questions, and, of course, you know you got to do something live. So. Uh-huh. I know. Okay. All right. So we're going to start with um, where you from? I'm from Harlem, Harlem, New York City, born and raised. And, um, yeah, I've been and now live in Columbus, Georgia, soon to be Atlanta, you know, but I've been here for the last two and a half years. But, um, you know, I say, well, you know, they say home is where the heart is, so. You know, Harlem will always be home for me. And I was about to ask you, how true is that? Do you, are you still homesick? Hey, yeah, I am, because I haven't been home in, I haven't been home in about two or three years. I could have went, I, I was supposed to go this summer, but, you know, things didn't work out the way they were supposed to, especially when you're depending on somebody and they leave you hanging. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you live and you learn from it. You can't do nothing but go forward and, you know, try to make it for the next time around. There you go, life lesson, you know. Um, so give us a little about the Diamond Jay and how he came to be. Um, how I came to be is um is because of hanging around um our our good friend Elder Beatmaster. But um I've no but when I met him he was just Beatmaster. I met him in two thousand five. And, you know, he was already, you know, doing his thing with spoken word. And originally, you know, I met him through my daughter's mother. And um, he and I was just messing around, you know, with music, you know, different beats and stuff like that. So he asked me to put together an intro and outro for him for, um, for a, a poetry showcase that he was doing. So I put it together, but I also went to the venue to see you know, the reaction of, you know, how people would receive it, you know, the intro and the outro for what I did. But then in the process of going to that to that show, I ended up, you know, being influenced by all the different people that I saw, you know, taking the stage and, you know, spitting on the mic, you know, and what got me was that it didn't matter, you know, who you was, you know, you could have been, you know, black, white, Puerto Rican, um, you know, Middle Eastern, it didn't matter. You know, if you you know, if you had something to say, you got up on stage and did your thing. And I was like, Oh, okay, this you know, I can actually, you know, get with this and and so somehow I ended up getting bitten by you know, by that poetry bug. I figured I tried my hand at it one time and it just kept going from there. That was in two thousand five and I just been going at it ever since. So I went basically. I went from writing short stories of you know of my own life experiences to you know write, writing you know poetry and doing spoken word the way I have been. Mm-hmm. So in 2005 is when you went to the venue with Elder. Yeah. And that scene is what sparked you to write, or was it a certain situation that initially started that? Um, it was it was that venue of um, of starting to write because 
um, as I found out, as you know, as time went on, when I was you know perfecting my craft, that um, you know, sometimes you when you you know when you spit about something, you're gonna touch at least one person in the audience that can relate or or know exactly what it is you're talking about, mm-hmm. and that's what it was for me because somebody had somebody had spit a poem that I was able to relate to, and that was like okay. Well, if he can do it, you know, and and he's white, not you know, not that it mattered, but you know, but going back to what I was saying earlier about, you know, it didn't matter, you know, what nationality you was, you know, if you had it, you know, you got up there and did your thing, and everybody was, you know, receptive to it. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I liked about it was the fact, you know, it wasn't treated like Showtime, you know, amateur night at the Apollo, you know, nobody was going to boo you, you know, you didn't have to worry about that. That's cool. So. So then, um, so the first, the first thing that I, the first, the first piece that I ever wrote, I actually went back and I was like, okay, and I told, I asked the, um, the lady that was in charge of the, the whole, um, show, you know, putting it together. I asked, I thought I had to audition to get on stage, and she was like, no, you don't. Just, you know, whatever piece you have, just bring it with you. I was like, that's it. It's that simple. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And she was like, "Yeah, just 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 come with your piece and you know and, and sign the list, you know, for open mic. And when your name is called, go ahead up there." I was like, "Oh, that's it? Oh, okay." <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I got up, I got up there, and I, you know, I I did my I did my first piece, and every everybody enjoyed it. And so I was like, "Oh, okay. I, if I can get through this, I, you know, I can do this." You know, so that's when I just, you know, I took and you know I took off from there. Wonderful. So, can you remember the first piece that you wrote? Um, actually, I think I still have it. If I'm not mistaken, wow. let me <laughs> let me see cool. if it's on my let me see if it's on my flash drive here. Okay. Because um um my yep I, I still I do have it yep. <laughs> wow, that is neat. Let's talk about that piece. Okay. <laughs> um, I hope it ain't too personal. Is it? No, it's not. It, it's not. It's not personal. It's um. It's just um. It's basically um. Ex, it's basically explaining you know what I felt. You know. You know, going to an open mic venue for the first time and basically, you know, introducing myself. As far as who I am and where I came, you know where I come from and and stuff like that, you know it's it's nothing it's not well put like this it is some stuff personal in there but it's not anything I'm ashamed of so okay you know I can I can definitely say that without a doubt it's not anything I'm ashamed of if it was it wouldn't even be in there so I understand that well that's the fact were you always known as Diamond J? Um no I wasn't. And um, how I came up with the name is because, see, I used to serve, I used to be in the Navy um, back um, in the 90s from 1995 to 1999, and I served on the aircraft carrier. And, um, and you know, um, you know, you know, jet pilots, you know, whether it's Navy, Air Force, or Marines, or whatever, you know, they have their name, and they have what's called a call sign. You know, they, you know, basically their pilot's name, 
Like, it'll be Lieutenant John Maverick Murphy or whatever it is. You know, Maverick will be their call sign or their pilot's nickname, so to speak. And I saw the name Diamond on the side of a, of a, um, of one of the um, jets that was on the aircraft carrier on the, on the side of an F-18 fighter. And I don't know what it was, but for some reason that name stuck to me. You know, so it was like, it's like diamond, but, you know, like a diamond ring, but without the, you know, without the D. Mm-hmm. So, so I thought of, you know, so, so I thought of myself as, you know, a diamond, you know, a diamond in the rough that, you know, that came up, you know, in the rough, you know, over, over the course of my life. So, so mm-hmm. that's how I came up. That's how I came up with my stage name, you know, for, um, for this now. That is very you know, for, interesting. Um, I'd have never thought that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> diamond in the rough, that makes sense. But from where you got it from, I don't, wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. Okay. But, so, um, but my, but my first, the, the first, my first piece I ever wrote that you asked about, you, you didn't, you didn't want me to read it, did you? Why not? Oh, okay. Of course you will. Yeah, I guess you would never. If that wasn't the case, you wouldn't have asked, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, I can at, at least I can definitely say that my delivery now reading this would be different than what it was the first time around because I was so nervous. I didn't know how people was going to receive it or you know or what. But you know, but after I, after that first time I I did it. And the reaction I got, that's, you know, I was like, okay, I think I can do this, you know. And then there was others that followed after that that I did, but. Are you ready? Hmm? Are you ready? Yeah, okay. This one, um, this is the first piece I ever wrote, which is called My Introduction. This thing right here is an introduction of who I be. This open mic thing is a new experience, so please bear with me. When I stepped into the theater, you'd think I downed the corona because the silly, side, the silly side of me thought of Animaniacs, and now that's Poetry Corner. You think that's bad? It's almost nothing for me to make a switch because at the flip of a switch, I can act just like this. <laughs> my sense of humor has been known to make my judgment a little hazy. I've been told everything from you got issues to you so crazy. My first open mic experience wasn't by force or a tug, but after that experience, somehow I was bitten by that bug. My talent isn't even along the same lines of poetry. I always thought open mic had to be the likes of Jill Scott or Floetry. Am I a funky lyricist or a radical poet? Nah, not a chance in hell. But just like everyone else taking the mic, I got a story to tell. That story I have is for another time and place, because I don't know after this if I fall flat on my face. But for now, this is my introduction of me to you. So I'll just be like Ray Charles and make it do what it do, baby. <laughs> Yet and still, I ain't ever worried when I saw what I seen. It didn't matter if your skin was black, white, yellow, or green. The atmosphere of everybody the atmosphere of everybody was warm and friendly. So warm to the point it almost felt more like being around family. After that experience, I almost shed tears because I can't believe I never heard of this thing in almost five years. That's how long it's been since I moved here from Harlem, NYC. Hearing one brother how, about how the streets raised him pretty much hit close home, pretty much hit close to home for me, because I could have easily went down the path he took. Only reason why I didn't was because I was too scared and shook. No, not for what might have happened to me if I went there, 
but for fear of disappointing the only person who ever cared, my grandmother, took me in and raised her, raised me all by herself. She chose to do it anyway, ignoring her doctors and her health. She put her health, if not her life, on the line to save me from becoming another victim of the system or worse, a resident of cell block D. Am I trying to say I'm better than him because of the choices I made? Hell no, of course not. But that's just how deep my fear of disappointing my grandmother went, like finding out she got shot or something. Was abused by my moms because she couldn't get high. As a kid, I didn't understand it, but I was still asking why my grandmother stuck her neck out for me. Either way, I'm blessed because the shit I put her through in my teen years was from post-traumatic stress. Hold up, I'm getting away from the main thing. I need to get off this for right now. But I know she's watching me from above, and she must be mighty proud. After the show, I had asked, how can I audition? The lady said, just come with your piece. So that gave me a mission. Since I started writing, I noticed things seemed to go by faster. Who'd have thought I'd be doing this thing because of my homie Beatmaster? He's the real reason why I attended open mic in the first place. I laid an intro track for him and wanted to see reaction from the place. How we hooked up, you may as well use me as bait for slaughter. Because the person who's dying to take credit for it would be the mother of my daughter. So this was my introduction for, to you for me. My stage name is Diamond J, but my friends, old and new, know me as Louie. Hmm. That's that. <laughs> and that's basically the bio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> made exactly. it easy for me. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't know if I still had this, you know, but it, ironically, I did. So that was nice. I mean, I lost my first book I was writing, in, so that is just. So nice that you had the first piece that you ever wrote. Um, real quick, before we get back into the interview, those of you that want to call in, speak Diamond, the number is 347-826-9842. If you're um, on the lines and you're just listening, that's cool, but if you want to get on the air or say anything to Diamond, then you need to press the button so your lines can be opened up. Okay. So, if Someone wanted to read your work, check you out. Will you be at around on the internet? Um, on the internet, I can be found on MySpace and Reverb Nation. Um, my MySpace is myspace.com um, forward slash Diamond the Poet, D Y M O N the Poet, all one word, and at Reverb Nation. Under the same thing, Diamond the Poet. Um, that's where I can be found. That's where my work can be found as far as the internet. I'm trying to get around the different venues to make a name for myself, but you know how it is. You know, when you ain't got oh. means to travel like that. <laughs> I understand, but um, since you brought that up, let's talk about the session live. Let's talk about what? Session live with um the session live oh okay up the, up there in Columbia with Max Parthas back in May of this year. Hmm. I was so happy that day. Was a thought I was going on stage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but um, I'm you know to be honest, I I did have a ball, but I was kind of disappointed in myself because that was the first time since. 
2005, you know, when I first started, you know, when I first started doing this, that was my first time stepping on stage since 2005. And, I, you know, I felt like my, my delivery and presence on stage wasn't where it needed to be, you know, but... You know, but, you know, a lot of people told me, you know, don't beat myself up because, you know, being that I've been off the stage that long, you know, it's not like, you know, I could have just jumped back into it like that. You know, but, 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 you know, but after that experience, that pretty much, you know, fueled the fire for me to where, you know, this is what I want to do. And um, was it you that had that discussion about, you know, um, internet poets and, Stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, <laughs> comparing between yeah on the internet and at, as opposed to being in a in a in a club or at an actual venue. That will be me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and you know, and like I said, you know, like I said before, I'm not you know knocking anybody that you know that got a name for themselves on the internet, but me personally, I prefer the stage being that's where it started for me. You know, I got that start, you know, at an actual, you know, poetry venue spot. And to me, it's worth, it's worth, it's more worthwhile for me when I actually perform on stage and I get to see and feel the people's reaction of what I'm spitting. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, it that's why. It's more personal, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. That's why, you know, that's why I prefer the stage over the Internet. Now, Granted, the internet does, you know, help out in in just such an instance. If I can't get around or get out there like I want to, you know, the internet. Now I'm not, you know, I'm not above that either. You know, I just happen to, I just happen to be stubborn with my preference a little bit. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. I, I mean, I, I agree with you about that. And it, it, like I said before, it comes personal. You. You can actually have that eye contact and feel the reaction versus just seeing someone, anyone can type to you. But good, I don't mean they really felt that way. You know, ten times you up in someone's face, you won't get that natural reaction out of them and what mm-hmm. have you. Um, so with Session Live, did you, you said you feel like you didn't do as good as you wanted to, but was it still satisfying to get up on stage? I mean, because it looked like to me and what I was going through, we enjoyed it, and the crowd enjoyed it. Mhm. Um. I, I, I mean, I did, but it's just that. Um. I guess the the very first piece that I did, you know, in that, you know, at that time, with that time that I had to perform, um, the first piece that I did, I, you know, it wasn't, I wasn't projecting like I had thought I would. You know, and um, you know, because Max had to tell me, you know, to speak into the mic a little bit more. So that's why I was like, okay, I done messed. I'm thinking to myself, okay, I done messed up already. But you know, but um, that's why I was like, okay, you know, I could have done better, or I need, you know, I need to get out there more often. You know, so that you know, I don't want to. Basically, I felt like I made myself look like a a newbie to this, you know, to this, and you know, and I'm really not. You know, one thing people will learn about Diamond is that he's very modest, and sometimes we can be our own worst critic, for real. You did a wonderful job. I didn't see Newbie at all, because I'm thinking to myself, I've been sweating bricks, boy. Just going, I wouldn't even have to say nothing yet, just the fact of getting on stage. And it, it was live <laughs> up in there. It was, and you was, was joking around, you were smiling. 
I think you did a great job. Thank you. Appreciate You're welcome. That. So, um, Diamond, to um, what type of spoken word artist would you describe yourself as? Um, I, I'm sorry, I didn't catch that. What kind of spoken word artist was? How would you describe yourself as a spoken word artist? Um, I would describe myself as, um, I guess a spoken word artist with a chip on my shoulder because, um, because for the most part, everything that I've, everything that I write about is either something that I've experienced or something I know somebody close to me has experienced and was going through or something that just, um, I you know basically something that touches me whether it's in a good way or a bad way, mm-hmm. you know you know anything anything that I you know that I experience in life you know I you know I pretty much write it down because I, I already write I was already writing it as you know like a short story or or like a diary entry of some sort but ever since you know I just you know I inadvertently discovered that I got this talent I've been using this you know sort of like a therapeutic session, so to speak. So mm-hmm. so, yeah. so so basically in short, if I you know, anything that I'm spitting about either is something I'm you know, I'm talking about that happened to me, somebody I know, or something that, you know, rubbed me the wrong way or inspired me, or somebody that pissed me off. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That you <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I want to give the audience a taste of you. So we want to, I don't know, do you want to pick or do you want me to pick? Which track? Um, hey, hey, this is your, this is your last Saturday show probably ever. So I'll let you pick you. I'm, you know, you the pilot. I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Let's do the awakening of America. All right. Okay.
I was never the likeliest candidate for this office. We didn't start with much money or many endorsements. Our campaign was not hatched in the halls of Washington. It began in the backyards of Des Moines, in the living rooms of Concord, in the front porches of Charleston. It was built by working men and women who dug into what little savings they had to give $5, and $10, and $20 to the cause. It grew strength from the young people who rejected the myth of their generation's apathy, who left their homes and their families for jobs that offered little pay and less sleep. It drew strength from the not-so-young people who braved the bitter cold and scorching heat to knock on doors of perfect strangers, and from the millions of Americans who volunteered and organized and proved that more than two centuries later, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people has not perished from the earth. This is your victory. I heard that before, where it would get choppy and it would shut off. Wow. Yeah. So I'm going to play another track and hope that I will get through and play all the way through. And meanwhile, I'm going to see if I can get them before they cut off the live chat and see if I can get someone on to help us out. All right. All right, so we're going to run another track, and the next track we're going to run is What is Spoken Word. This ain't got to be the way you see it, but this is Spoken Word, according to Diamond J. What is Spoken Word? Spoken Word is literary art in which lyrics, poetry, or stories are spoken rather than sung. It's cool to sing a little bit if you ain't tone deaf. Always and forever. But some people act like it's the military, so you gotta watch a step on how you answer the question. But then again, what does it matter as long as you got the basic perception and the concept of the art? Many choose to use music as a backdrop while others go a cappella. I know this fella here never thought about giving spoken word a chance. But all it took was attending one open mic show and a glance at the atmosphere. Some of the stories were true from the heart while others were whipping it apart, displaying lyrical skills and wordplay. Showcasing the art of storytelling always seems to get the right away. But to me, spoken word is like hip-hop. Wait, wait, let me be more specific. Real hip-hop. Not the shit-hop that seems to plague the airwaves and plasma screens these days. I mean that real hip-hop where MCs have something constructive and worthwhile to say. The Fifth Amendment or the Miranda should be slapped on some of these cats to keep them silent. 
We're long overdue for another movement to dumb down and stop the violence. But that's a whole nother topic. Sorry I had to go there. But spoken word and real hip-hop to me have something in common they share. The ability to express yourself in an artistical form is not something that becomes the norm overnight. You gotta have the passion and the soul to make your words in the stage one whole. An audience with open minds will not discriminate. They'll give you love before they even get a chance to hear you. You already got their attention when you step to the mic, so just make it do what it do. But be mindful of what comes out of your mouth during this session, because you only get one chance to make a positive impression. So what is spoken word? I'm not a fool. Many poets have their meaning, but for me, it's a tool to use for therapy and ventilation, a way to release my anger and frustration of what happens to me and what goes on all around me. So if my answer ain't good enough for you, it ain't a big deal, see? But this is what spoken word means to me. And you're tuned into Poetry After Dark Spotlight and Diamond J. And that track was with a spoken word. So Diamond. Yes. What made that one come about? Um, um, I was at I was at a BTR show, um, you know, when I first started, you know, hanging around, you know, BTR on Blog Talk Radio, and, you know, somebody, you know, was making a, you know, was making a big deal about, you know, about um, spoken word, you know, uh, you know, sp- like spoken word is one thing and poetry is another thing, you know, the two are not the same. I'm like... Okay, you know, in in my head, I'm like, okay, it's not really that big of a deal, you know, you know, you know, poetry and spoken word, you know, regardless of how that you know particular person or how other people might see it. To me, they are they are the same, you know. To me, it's just that, um, you know, it's just that. To me, spoken word is more is more blunt and direct as far as the presentation, whereas poetry, you know. It's just something, you know, you, you probably write down and just leave it for others to read at their leisure. Where spoken word, you're, you're going out there making your feelings known about whatever it is you wrote about. So, you know, that's, you know, and I was like, okay, this, you know, this. And, you know, it kept bugging me in my head. I was like, okay, the only way I'm going to get it out of my head is if I try to write about it and get it out of my system, which is how that came about. <laughs> and... You know, and this this same person, you know, in particular, you know, was treating it as if it was the, you know, it was the military, you know, asking questions like, you know, where do you, where do you expect the, you know, to go with spoken word? And I was like, well, I'm willing to go as far as it'll take me. You know, I'm not looking to get rich off of it, but, you know, but wherever it'll take me, you know, I'm, you know, I'm willing to, you know, to go with that. And it seemed like my that answer wasn't good enough. I was like, okay, you know, it's not that ser- you know, it's not that serious, you know, not to me, you know, you know, I mean, I mean, it is serious, you know, it's, you know, I mean, it's a serious talent to have and a gift to have, but not to the point where you got to beat into somebody's head like you're in the United States Marines, you know what I'm saying? Mhm, definitely. Yes, you know what I'm saying. So that's that's how that came about. So later on, hopefully, um, we can get that track to play all the way through. I talked to BTR about it, and they don't know. So. <laughs> what um, of um, the the awakening of America? 
Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of mad at that one too because yeah. that just that just messed up that just messed up the whole flow right there, you know. Yeah, it really did because I was like turned in and he was just getting started. I was like, uh uh-uh. uh. But I heard no, but, it. I started hearing it pop up. I was like, Lord have mercy, it's about to cut off. Yeah, but you but you you see the um the the little I, I guess well like the the Black History lesson you know the past and the present right you know, I don't you know. know if anyone's seen it but when he got into office there were there was a lot of calendars and it, oh my God it really stunned me because they had Obama and his kids and then the, the next month we have Martin Luther King and Coretta and and the kids will have you. And a lot of those pictures that they showed on, on each month, they look, they were doing some of the same thing. Mm. Face expressions. I know everyone knows Martin Luther King's famous um, look where he has his finger by his ear, and he's, it's almost like he's thinking. They got one Obama, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, it's neat. <laughs> But I would have never thought the Awakening of America would have had that. That was very um, creative of you to put them two together like that. So, yeah, because um, yeah, because um, I mean, you know, it's you know, it's no secret, you know, you know, racism is still out there, you know. As um, matter of fact, I think I think you was at my um the show earlier. I was hosting with um my co-host Mocha Soul. Um, earlier today we talked about it. You know, racism is still out there, even though. You know they're, uh, you know the media and everybody else, you know, try to make it seem like it's not out there, but it is, you know, because I mean, case in point, when, you know, when Obama was named one of the candidates, how did the country react? Oh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then when, and then when he won the election, how did the country react? Mhm. I know, you know what, what I was saying? saying in North Carolina, boy. I wasn't surprised. You know you know, say and now and now even more so this past week, oh, you know the president. Nobody, as long as I can remember, ever had a problem with the president of the United States speaking to school kids across the country. But all of a sudden, certain people had a problem with Obama speaking to the kids to the point they kept their kids out of school. And that's ridiculous because, first of all, I was kind of you know very upset that they even had the nerve to say permission slips were going out. And I asked my son when he came home, I said, they showed it. They was like, um, he was like, no, Ma, that the teachers thought it was going to have some type of racial outbreak fighting in school. I said, I, when did the president ever have to have permission to speak to kids anyway? Because I swear they ain't silence Bush at all. Exactly. <laughs> they do that with Bush. They ain't did that with Clinton. They ain't did that with Reagan. Well, they didn't do that with either Bush, both either Bush for that matter, W yeah. or H W. So got that right. You know what I'm saying? So that lets you further know. Uh, uh, let me know. <laughs> go there. <laughs> well, you know that that right here is gonna bring me into this piece. This one here, guys, is serious. Before I play this piece of his, um, listeners online. If you want to speak to Diamond Day, you have a question, we'll have you press one for your line to be open up. And we're going to move into Diamond Day's letter to the government. Wow. 
my letter to the government. Dear Uncle Sam, most of my life I didn't care one way or the other how you did business. All I knew is that everybody that works for you is granted the license to lie and contradict what is told to the country you're supposed to serve and protect. Had I known what I found out about my father before I wasted four years of my life working for you, I never would have signed up for the Navy. It's bad enough your employees caused me to miss out on the birth of my first child, but knowing that ain't the only thing you caused me to miss out on is why I'm writing you now. You remember my father, Clinton Overton? Yeah, it doesn't surprise me that you don't. He was one of the many soldiers who survived the Vietnam conflict that your counterpart at the time had no business starting. Then to add insult to injury, you drafted my father and many others to go and fight for something that, from what I've been told, wasn't even worth it. No, I wasn't born a thought of when Vietnam went down, but that ain't the point. The point is, because of how you did him and the rest who survived, is the reason I never had a relationship with him. Did you forget that those who were drafted were never put through basic training? Your people, for some reason, didn't think training of any kind was needed. All your people did was give them two choices, fight for us or go to jail. There were some who were strong-minded enough to face jail rather than fight in a war that didn't make sense to them. Others didn't want to go to jail and felt they didn't have much of a choice. Even the great Muhammad Ali, formerly known as Cassius Clay, didn't have any problems with Viet Cong, or rather Vietnam. So why should he fight for a country that disrespected him and his ancestors in the worst way possible? Once again, had I known then what I know now. Had I known that despite the very people you serve, you ignore their cries to stop the war. Despite the soldiers who survived and made it back home, they wasn't given their just due, neither by you or the public. The public was too ignorant of the soldiers' well-being because of the fact that the war shouldn't have taken place to begin with. If I had known that you treated the very soldiers you forced to fight for you as lab rats and guinea pigs for Agent Orange, I never would have worked for you. It's bad enough they wasn't welcomed back into the country by the public. But after the war was over, you just tossed them back into society as if it was nothing. Never mind the fact that you snatched them from familiar to unfamiliar and hostile territory. Never mind the fact that all you gave them was an M16 and a backpack when you dropped them off. Never mind the fact that they had no way to cope with post-traumatic stress after seeing most of their platoon's body parts blown 50 feet away from stepping on a landmine. After all that, you tell them, thanks for your service, and leave it at that. But you didn't think about one factor in the grand scheme of things. You didn't think about the families that were affected by the loss of those soldiers, dead or alive. Not a single person who is alive today that served in that war is the same mentally. Families end up having to distance themselves from that soldier because he ain't wrapped tight in the head. They can't deal with it or they don't want to be bothered with them. It's bad enough you abandoned them the way you did. But who the hell are they supposed to turn to now if their own family turns their back on them because they can't handle the shit that you did to them? And then there are people like me who didn't have a close relationship with their father because of the shit you did to them. One of the few times I believe my father and the likes of him might have been better off dead the way him and his peers were treated and left behind in society. Which is where I come into play. There are, or were, a lot of Generation Xers in the black community who didn't have a father in their lives because of your actions. Although my father survived, he might have been better off dead. It's amazing he even knew or remembered who I was to him. My family told me he was working for you but got kicked out of the military because he didn't follow orders. <laughs> I can't fault him for that knowing personally how you operate. Although I didn't turn out like most kids who didn't have a father in their house because of your actions, I feel for those who went down the wrong path. Their mother couldn't do it all alone, but then again, they ain't have a choice. The one thing I did learn 
was how not to be like my father for when I had kids of my own. Because I wouldn't want them to go through the same shit. But yet and still, here we are 40 plus years later. And the son of a Bush you got in office now is doing the same shit Nixon did. Except Bush's reason for starting this war is still out there. Osama bin Laden and Al-Qaeda. The supposed war on terror. For some reason, taking out Saddam Hussein helped the war on terror. No, it didn't. It ain't helped shit on this war. And now the death toll for this stupid ass war is more than the events of 9-11 itself. I like to see what lies you tell the people you serve this time. I already know how you treat people you call veterans. The Walter Reed Army Medical Center in your backyard already showed us that in 2007. That's the type of thanks you give to people that come back wounded doing your dirty work. And I have the unfortunate privilege of carrying around that label of veteran for doing your dirty work when Bill Clinton was in office. So fuck you very much for showing me what it's like to be a veteran so I can tell my kids not to work for you. Sincerely, Diamond J, son of a dead Vietnam vet. Turned into poetry after dark, spotlight and be diamond J. That was pretty self explanatory. You summed it up there. Yeah, and what's crazy is um I wrote that um I believe it was somewhere between three weeks to a month after I found after he passed. Because he passed um he actually passed a few days before my birthday. Mm. And and I didn't I didn't find out until like two weeks after the fact because nobody knew how to get in contact with me. Well, the people that knew that he, the people that was taking care of him, they was under the assumption that he had no relatives, you know, and that would be in contact with him. And so my godmother, who still lived in the, in the in the neighborhood where I grew up at, um, she um, her son got hold of me and he told me what happened about his passing and um but you know i wasn't you know it's not like i wasn't you know i wasn't mad and i wasn't like oh well he didn't do nothing for me so fuck it i wasn't like that but if anything i just um, i just chucked it up to you know he's finally at peace you know because all that burden he had to walk around with from vietnam he no longer has to deal with that so that's how look that's how you know i looked at looked at it but then with but then with that passing, you know, I you know, I thought about how I never got to spend any time with him. I only spent time with him once and I was five years old and I'm surprised I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, but then after, you know, thinking back on, you know, the times I never spent with him and, you know, finding out, you know, when I got older, when I was like twenty two or twenty three, you know, that he was the way he was because of Vietnam, I'm like, Okay, I've always heard about Vietnam but I didn't know, you know, how it messed up that many people that came back that survived mm-hmm. and then so I did you know so I did my research and did it you know the history on it and I saw how you know what happened I was like oh wow I said no wonder somebody no wonder some people that I know even that even some people that my mother knows you know is kind of off in the head but that was why you know so I thought about all that and everything just ran through my head at work once and that's what I came up with wow 
<laughs> now, I mean, we were just talking about that in chat uh, before we played the track and how a lot of people that went to war and came back is not the same people. And what they got to go through, it's just almost like coming out of jail, you know. And I believe for the for, for, for the soldiers, it's even worse. I can't even imagine what they have seen over there. And, and a lot of times, for what, you know, they went to war for something that wasn't even really worth going to war for. Right. That's deep right there. Well, we have another track for the people. But this time, I want you to tell me what you want to hear. You want me to tell? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, I done told you, I done gave you full control, and you still going to pass the buck to me. You know I got to. Um, um, actually, um, how about the way of the world? Because cause that was the, uh, that's the first true Venom piece that I actually, you know, you know, mm. put you know, put my feelings out there. It was like, okay, I'm tired of this shit. <laughs> this <is> the <laughs> <laughs> That's the first one I ever wrote, so go ahead and play that one. All right, people. The way of the world. The way of the world. The world we live in? <laughs> United Snakes of America. <laughs> Can't we all just get along? Hell no. Why? Because ignorance is bliss. Man, I could make a year-long list of reasons why we can't live as one, but I'll chop it down if you enlist only some. For starters, some of y'all need to get it out your head that you're all that in a bag of chips. If you stuck up on yourself that much, then you really ain't shit. Why you gotta act all high and mighty like you the biggest thing in town? You stepped on people to get there, but eventually you gotta come back down to reality and live in the real world. But then again, your head been in the clouds so long you can't handle the swirls of reality. Life's a bitch, ain't it? And what about you drug dealers and gangbangers, bloods and crips alike? Instead of going after the real enemy, y'all choose each other out of spite. Y'all quick to kill your own before you go into their zone. Huh. I guess that means they really got the complexion for the protection. My real wish is for y'all to stop the bullshit all the way around. But it's wishful thinking, so I know it ain't going down. Man, it fucking sickens me to see some of my people act stupid and whack. White man this, white man that. <laughs> I can count the number of white men on one hand that ever tried to step to me and sell me crack. Clap back, splat, put another nigga on his back. That's the way to live now, huh? Y'all full of it, stuck on stupid and dumb. And all y'all with the pale complexion rocking the white hoods or got that hood mentality? Y'all ain't no better. Here we are in the 21st century with the same mentality of your ancestors. Got the nerve to be hating and mad at us because we here. Y'all know damn good and well, we ain't asked to be here. All aboard! Ain't none of y'all going anywhere, but neither are we. So why not try something new so that the Most High can forgive thee? Now, if you don't fall in the categories mentioned, then I ain't talking to you. But if this makes you uncomfortable, pisses you off, or makes you feel some type of way, then yeah, I'm talking to you. Because more than likely, you fall somewhere in the spots I just mentioned. Open up your minds and stop living in that one-sided dimension. Expand your mentals and be willing to learn more. We all see the same sun, moon, and stars, so what the fuck we fighting each other for? Your way or the highway? Man, I'd rather go my own way. Life's too short to be squabbling over dumb shit every day. Man, why the fuck can't we just get along? 
because nobody wants to admit when they're wrong. Nobody wants to man up and take responsibility. Instead, they'd rather lie about it only later on to be found out guilty. It don't take much to be humble. But people act like football, they scared to fall and fumble. The only perfect person walked this planet over two G's ago. Man, even he had his moments, so what the hell you scared for? There are those in this country who feel the same way I do. But ain't enough of it going around, so it's hell to pay time too. People in other countries blowing each other up for beliefs that are bullshit. But here in America, it's mental and spiritual warfare because they too fucking proud to admit that they only human and no different from the next. It don't take much to rewrite the history text. Then again, there's a better chance of Stevie getting his sight back before the theory becomes fact. But a brother could still dream and hope for that. Right? Okay, and we're back. Wow. <laughs> that piece there. <laughs> Luna, you sick. I'm tripping on Miss Luna in the chat room. He's like, who this, Dom? <laughs> uh, yeah, you can hear that That in his voice. You can hear he's pissed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we know what pisses Diamond off and what don't, what don't sit right with you. But what's the joy of your life? What If we have it. If you had to put something that, that you look towards to make your day, what would that be? Um, um, it it would it would have to be my daughter because you know it, you know regard you know being the circumstances of you know how she got here, you know because I mean you know because some people say you know I'd be like you know my you know my daughter was a mistake and be like no you know don't say that you know kids are never a mistake and it's like yeah but she wasn't supposed to be here at all but you know it's one of those things that happened and you know just things with her mother just was just chaotic and you know I damn near lost my life trying to you know make it work with her but you know but through it all even now She's um now that she's six years old, you know she's still able, you know she's a smart girl. She's not, you know, she's not as naive as you know her mother thinks she is. You know she's, you know, I can look at her and and she knows that I'm trying everything I can within my power to be a father to her. And you know, and she appreciates me, and she appreciates that, you know, and she tells me all the time. So every time, every time I, you know, I look at a picture of her on my computer or every time I talk to her, that brings me joy because I know that she has no, you know, no ill will or no ill feelings towards me because I'm not there. You know, she knows the situation as to why, and she doesn't hold it against me, so. That's beautiful. Oh, my God, about the cry over here. That is just so sweet because you know that thing with daddy, little girls. Oh. Which brings me to, hmm, Diamond J's my baby girl. Check this out. <laughs> you know it. Mm-hmm. You wasn't supposed to be here. You didn't ask to be here. But you're here. And Daddy's not going to be here. No matter where I am, Daddy will always be right there. Now, later. This one here, 
is for my baby girl. The only other female who will have my heart in this world. It came unexpectedly in my life and I wasn't happy about it. But now that you're here, sure as hell don't help to stay mad about it. Because you see, I wasn't ready for you to arrive and neither was your mother. We already had the weight of the world on our shoulders, plus I was fighting with two other mothers. One mother was the dad of her brother, who I used to share my life with like any other. That was until her mother budded in and tried to win our life. Did I mention she was never a part of her life until her daughter found someone worthy of her life? And mama wanted to get mad because she was the last to find out. But when you're not active in your child's life, that's what happens. You can sell. Which was why I didn't want you to hear, meaning that I knew that the end of your mother was not with me. But please, I don't want to make it sound like I'm blaming you, my dear, because I know better than anybody. You ain't asked to be here. But now that you are here, you ain't got to worry about me being a stranger. I do have to be active from a distance, though, because of the present danger that exists between the mother and I. Because of our own issues, we can't see eye to eye on anything we try. I try and tolerated everything to be in your life, and I damn near died. And your mother will probably tell you different and try to water it down without you. But you soon learn in life there are three sides, hers, mine, and the truth. All you can do with it is use your judgment and instincts and draw up your own conclusions. I mean, you know what you want to hear, but that don't mean believe everything and come up with a quick conclusion. Look, all I'm hoping is that mommy's teaching you how not to grow up and be like her. Three different kids and three different men made her life one big blood. Believe me, it don't make me feel any better knowing that I'm one of the three. But that was something that I brought on myself, so I hope that you see and learn from the mistakes of your mom. Because if you don't, just like your mom and me, you'll be had by life by way of choices and consequences. Which is why I'll always be around to help you make a different outcome and consequences. So you see, you'll always be my baby girl. Now, later, and the afterwards. Rachel Janae Johnson. All right, we're back with Porky After Dark, Spotlight and Diamond Day. And you just heard my baby girl. That is just so sweet, Diamond. Thanks. No matter. I mean, it's been a while since I actually heard that piece. And it still just makes me get a little soul. I need to write a piece about my boys. I'm like flagging over here. <laughs> <laughs> Have she heard the piece yet? Um, actually, she did. When she was when she visited me um, over the summer, I played it for her. Yes, she showed. She heard it. Oh my God! And so, and she she gave me a hug and said thank you. Priceless. 
and and I and you know I even asked. I was like I said I, said, I was like Rachel, do you, you know did you understand everything that was said in that song? And she was like yes. I was like okay okay so what so what is your so what is your take on it? She was like even though you and mommy went through a lot of fights and stuff that you're still there for me and you still love me. I was like, how does that make you feel? She was like, I love you too. I was like, wow. Oh, that is so the shit, sweet thing. So that's you know that's why I said you know you know her her mother unfortunately thinks that you know she's still naive because she's six years old. That girl got some smarts on her. Mhm. Wow. And how old is she? She's six. Wow. At six years old, guys. That's that's just beautiful. At, okay. No, actually, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lied. She's seven. She I'm actually she just turns, you know, she she just turned seven last month. That's that's why, cause, um, cause I was supposed to be there for her birthday, but again, one of those things that didn't fall through because I was depending on somebody to make it happen. So, mm-hmm. so in my mind, she's still six, but she just had a birthday last month, so she's actually seven. They grow up fast. Don't get laugh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm for real. Next thing you know, she's going to be in high school. Mm-hmm. All right. So, in the spoken word community, or spoken word poetry period, when do you want to see yourself in that? And then say about five years? Um... The only place I'm trying to get um, really in the spoken word community is to have my name mentioned among, you know, among the elites, you know, you know, like, you know, the elites of, you know, Talam AC and, you know, the likes of, I can't even call of any others right now, but, you know, if my name gets mentioned as often as his or anybody else that's well known in the spoken word world, I'll be just fine with that. And... And shout out to Elder Beatmaster, who's in it, who's in there right now in the chat room. He'll probably get there before me, but so I may as well say the likes of Talam AC and Elder Beatmaster. If I can get my name mentioned as much as theirs, I'll be content. No, that's right. Yeah, I feel you on that. <laughs> Indeed. So, <clears throat> in your writing, do you have any projects that you're under is undergoing right now, or book CDs that's upcoming. Um, actually, actually, I was, I was, I was thinking about putting out a um a CD, but I, you know, I still haven't decided yet, and I'm actually in between two projects because I've started, I started a um I started a book, well, what was actually a a short story of um of my first marriage. But I didn't finish it because of everything that's been going on the past couple, of, actually since that time happened in 2003, 2002, 2003. I, I never finished it. But then um, I thought about continuing it, you know, because, you know, everybody, it's like everybody, everybody else I know seems to be, you know, writing a book and they have no problem, you know, getting it put out there. But then I, need, you know, but then I feel like just my luck. If I try, I'm gonna come through. I'm gonna come across all kind of roadblocks trying to get it out there. So I'm like, nah, I'll just wait and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, but take your time. I will say that. Take your time and make sure it's what you want, and 
<clears throat> being a time in your life where you have time for it. And that's yeah. the you know, best advice I can give on that. So, yeah, um, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do that. I'm definitely gonna take my time on that because you know I'm not I'm not trying to rush either. You know, you know, get caught slipping. That's the last thing I need. <laughs> I know that's right. You you know as well as I do. The last thing I need the need the need happen to me is to get caught slipping. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. So I'm not going to go to this particular piece that I know you're waiting on me to say something about, but I'm not going to talk about that one yet. <laughs> but what I do want to talk about is spoken word rap. <laughs> hmm. Wow. That one, that one is an experiment because, um, you know, when I was you know, when I was going through my, you know, when I was going through my trials back in 2006, you know, I, you know, I wrote a, um, I wrote, I wrote the, um, the first half of it I had wrote, you know, because I was inspired by, um, by, um, by Buster Rhymes, um, joint Touch It, but, the, um, I'd never done anything with it, you know, I'd never done anything with it, and then, um, and then you and the educated poet had asked for a collab between me and and um and Elder Beatmaster, but um, but so what? So what I ended up writing, you know, I you know I I ran it by Elder Beatmaster, and he was you know he was like that you know it wasn't what he was looking for, for what you know he it wasn't the type of collab that he was looking for, and I was like okay so. I'll put that to the side. And I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead. Let me just go ahead and try to, you know, put this to, you know, Buster Rhymes beat and see how it how it came out. And and knowing that I was going to be a feature on here, I I still sent it to you anyway to get your honest take on it. And obviously, being that that's somewhere on the list to be played, I take it it's pretty much okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So you trying to say even if I didn't like it, I wouldn't have uploaded this to be played? Is that what you're saying? I I I I don't know. I'm not the one to assume anything. I don't know. Like I said, it's bad enough it was an experiment. You know, it's it's not even like me. But I was like, okay, let me just you know try this once and you know see how it sounds. I still don't even feel right about it. But <laughs> well, let's see what the people say. Let's give it some. Yeah, all right. All right, I can do. I can do that. All right, so let me see here. This board is acting funny now. Hold on. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> believe it. Um, take three. Let's try to get it on here. You see, I used to be calm, always laid back, kicked back, and showing my charm. Even though my life was rough, I still hold it strong. Always try to. Nowadays I'm just like nearly going insane Because of this damn disease I've gotten the way Now I'm knowing that my life will never be the same I'm never down since I'll ever be able to maintain But yet still I got you I just can't do the things that I used to do Such as picking up a rock and go shoot some hoop Or chilling in the summer with my peeps on the still every day just keep getting harder Because I'm not in the same house with my daughter Like when a mother was just nothing but home Now because 
spitting spoken words just for elements of hip hop. Pushing it from the underground back to the top. Shit, how we got a chance to be the stuff to the side? Cause the evolution's about to be poetized. Come on. Now that I got your attention, I'm gonna flip it on you. Take the time to mention the spoken word of hip hop is one and the same. That's why I'm breaking protocol to raise the name of the culture that's the plague by capitalism. I'm gonna bring it back to the liberalism. The truth from the art the way it's supposed to be. Breaking the little slave grip and setting the mind free from the tyranny and the monetary oppression. That's why I'm on a mission for poetic liberation. Call it what you want, even desperation. But it's past due time for a lyrical emancipation. Time to rise up to make culmination of the groove of intellect and self-respect. Then you can best bet. Even someone like me could be a lyrical vet in the poetic army. Oh snap! <laughs> is, is is it over yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, well. Oh my god! I can't what it happened? <laughs> I think it was okay. It was different, and it was really, you know, a little fast beat too. Oh my goodness! I'm not used to that, but it was nice. You know how I'm. I'm sure everybody. I'm sure everybody's done this at some point. You know how, like, you know, like when you're a little kid and you're fantasizing. You know, whatever it is that you want to do, like, you know, you know, you like you fantasizing that you're a singer or whatever, and you you sing. You, you know, you pretending that you're in concert and you're in your room by yourself, mm-hmm. and you you know you just all in your moment, and then you turn around and your mom, your mom or your dad or your sister happen to be there. You're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> That that that's how I feel right now when you when you play that. <laughs> oh, let's see what the chat room talks. See, they, they like it. <laughs> you know, it's sometimes it's good to come out with something different that the people's not used to, and see you're getting a good reaction. They digging it. I dig it. Yeah, you you know what. Zakia is stupid. So about if if I wasn't feeling it, I wouldn't have shared it. But that's why I only gave it to one person because you know I I you know I thought I can trust her with it, but she done put me on. Nah, me stop. I'm just oh kidding. no, I was about to say. Oh no, you didn't because the guy he said it to me now. <laughs> just like I'm going for the quill on that one. <laughs> you know what? Right, oh, now I know you probably mad. It's like no, no, he didn't. He just he he said he said I could play it if I want to. I just I just flipped shit over sudden. I I trusted her not to put it not to put it out there. You know she was sworn to secrecy. Nah, it's not like that. I'm just playing. <laughs> I know, right? Don't be out to be the bad person. But I think you might get lucky tonight because was that what I didn't notice about this particular piece. Um, I'm not going to mention it, but you know the one I'm talking about that you really not, you don't like like that? That mm-hmm. piece was on my switchboard before, and uh-huh. when I, <laughs> shut up, when I uploaded it, <laughs> mm-hmm. it didn't go through because it went through as a dupe, and it was already taken off, like, pieces like that, I have to actually rename, um, uh-huh. yeah, and it's not here, but don't knock the sweat over yet because it might get here before the show ends. And if it do, <clears throat> it's getting I'm crazy. All, I, well, I'm already I'm already bracing for impact on this one because 
because um, well, and Zakir, you're right. If I did, you know, if I wasn't feeling it, I wouldn't have shared it. But this piece in particular that she's talking about, if it gets played, is that one. But you know, but this one that just played, you know, I wasn't, you know, like I said, that was just an experiment. That that's all it was. But you know, but thank, but thanks for the love on that, y'all. You know, I appreciate that. I'm sure if it wasn't, I'm sure if it was some, I'm sure if it wasn't all that, somebody would have said something. Then again, then again, the only people who might say something ain't in there because you know there are some haters out there, but you know I won't go there. Well, it's we the already... thing of hating and giving constructive criticism. So mm-hmm. you know it's a fine line there too because people do not hesitate to cross it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, I learned that posting my work. Well, wow. Sometimes you get you want feedback, and it ain't gonna always be the feedback that you're looking for. But sometimes right. it can be good for you. So, um, I want to. I really want to try to get that other track played that didn't play for us earlier. Um. Oh, okay. The Awakening of America. I hope it plays. So we're gonna try to play it. All right. All right. Anytime BTR feels like it, I'm waiting. Yeah, nobody messing with me. <laughs> I ain't giving my forty dollars this month. You ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I you sure did. Them on blast. Hey, why not? They they don't have to take the, take my privileges away from me, you know. They sure didn't have to take it. I, I used to have the little ability to. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I was never the likeliest candidate for this office. We didn't start with much money or many endorsements. Our campaign was not hatched in the halls of Washington. It began in the backyards of Des Moines, in the living rooms of Concord, 
and the front porches of Charleston. It was built by working men and women who dug into what little savings they had to give $5, $10, and $20 to the cause. It grew strength from the young people who rejected the myth of their generation's apathy, who left their homes and their families for jobs that offered little pay and less sleep. It drew strength from the not-so-young people who braved the bitter cold and scorching heat to knock on doors of perfect strangers, and from the millions of Americans who volunteered and organized and proved that more than two centuries later, a government of the people, by the people, and for the people has not perished from the earth. This is your victory. And, you know, in the 21st century and, you know, racism is still around, 
you know, but there are people out there who act like, you know, it's not here and they're in denial, you know, but, you know, but it's, you know, but it's, it's obvious that it's there, you know, how can you not see it? And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, and like I said, you know, this, you know, how is it that, you know, if, you know, if racism is, you know, no longer exists, how is it that this one man, you know, who happens to be African, uh, who happens to be of African American descent is causing all this controversy by just being who he is? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and then it went, and then another question was raised, you know, what the hell is in the name? You know, his last name is Obama, so what?
I'm going through an episode of what I told before. I signed on Friday night, so just kind of resetting myself. Here we go.
Sound Dancer Poetry After Dark, Spotlight and Diamond J. And I believe you will be sitting live for us soon. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm laughing as a kid. He he said um, they say you can't be playing Maxwell on Saturday night. Now they got to make some phone calls. You done got them hot and bothered. Oh my goodness! I I'm sorry. I, got, I don't know what I'll be doing, boy. It just happened every time. He said he said you can't be playing Maxwell on Saturday night. Now they got to make some phone calls. That they you done got them hot and bothered now. Look at you. Thanks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. Um, this one, mm, I'm, I'm a. This one in particular, you said um, I was gonna record this, but you said you said it, um, it'd be better if I did it live. So I'm gonna go ahead and do that one. Okay. And um, to my surprise, Lady Blue even liked it, and, and because I guess she can relate to it as well. But um, this one is called Religious Tension. Mm. I know, hey, what a title, huh? <laughs> Religious tension. Christians fronting and playing that role like they ain't susceptible to fool's gold. Quick to preach and judge, trying to put you under the church's spell. And the moment you refuse, you go into hell. But who the hell are you to, to banish and send me there? Has your dumbass looked around lately? We already here. The shit that goes on in this country and the world, for that matter, is called hell on earth. Whether you knew it or not, we were doomed to the ways of man since birth. One man paid the price for all our sins. Who the fuck knew we'd still be trying to figure out who should win? Is there a heaven or hell? Who the hell can tell and answer that question? Folks are so busy trying to shove it down your throat, it's become a big misconception. Walking tall, trying to spread the word like you an almighty holy roller. For all I care, you can drop dead and roll the fuck over. Trying to convert me like you ain't never sinned a day in your life. But let those without sin cast the first stone. Am I right? So don't try to talk down to me like you never sinned a day in your life, because I'm probably closer to heaven than you think you are in your narrow-ass sight. Religion is such a touchy subject, but church folks make it look like nothing but lies and shit. Like my man Maximus Parthas said, the tension is getting thick. Except it's beyond thick. It's damn near unbearable. I'm tired of dealing with two-faced church folks who want to act unpredictable. I'm not one to claim that I'm walking the path of righteousness, but I got a problem with church folks telling me one thing and then doing the complete opposite. Like the reverend getting jealous because he wasn't the one that married one of his church members, but responds by doing something in the church everyone will always remember. Instead of giving congrats and sending praises up, he asks the congregation, anybody else in here shacking up? So this is the life of a Christian, huh? I'll take my chances and figure it out on my own, because I'm done playing Mr. Nice Guy to church folks being being slick on the slide. So go on and cast me to hell if it'll make you feel any better. Knowing we already there and your chances of aggression are better than great, I'll be waiting when you slip up on the perpetrating tip. Spare me the you going to hell sermon and all that other vermin. I only answer to one person, and you damn sure ain't him. So think what you will, but you need to leave me be, because in the end, he's the only one that can judge me. Hmm. <laughs> I know that's right. Wait for it. <laughs> Wait for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to be in a conversation for that thing come out. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Technology is a beautiful thing when it acts right. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> what I say? I know that's right. And that is so you the... Just... 
See, just three words. See right there. <laughs> Which left me further now. It's like, let me stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's the inside thing there. But the truest thing that he said is there's only one person that can judge you. Well, they others can try, but when it all comes down to it, only one man can get there. You know, mm. so don't worry about the middle man. Right. Yeah. Thanks, y'all. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm getting there's a lot of love coming out in the chat room for that piece. I appreciate that. It's real talk. Um, let me uh, throw a shout out to the chat room. The educated poet. Uh, welcome. Uh, Elder Beat Master, Giovanni Marcel, Guest 3292. It's free to register. You can go, go back to the homepage, register, and you can come chat. Lady Blue, Nohente, Poetic Brown Sugar, and last but not least, Aquarius. Thank you all for coming out and getting to know Diamond J just a little bit better. You know what? Your list is coming true. Guess if, guess if you ain't a hater, then go ahead and register. No, I can't believe I did. <laughs> You know, trying to be all naked. <laughs> I can't believe I said that. See, that's how shit gets started. Mm-hmm. And I, I ain't got nothing to do with that, Sam. I'm stepping to the side. Look at me. Hey, hey, I, hey, I ain't got no problem taking responsibility for it. If it's the truth, it's the truth. Hey. <laughs> and Colton D. Diamond J. That's it. Make you feel some kind of way? Sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, Ooh, do, wait, wait. Do you have that one? Um. Do you have that one? Um. That I can't even think of the name of it. That, no, because you said that twice, though, in two pieces. Um. Gosh, let me get it together. The way of the world, I want to say. And then um, it's another piece that you said it in too. The nigga that has awakened. That that's the one I was talking about. Do, okay. Do you, do you do you have that one? Yes. Yeah. Um, okay. Let me see if I can get that going. That's yeah. I can't believe you recited that line. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. We're gonna try, guys. So hang in there. Just a minute. Let me see if I can get this thing going. Hmm. Maybe not. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got that. I'm about to say, okay, well, three words, wait for it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I got that one. Um, I'm getting that one confused with the um, Awakening of America. Mm Mm-hmm. They too close to each other. I'm looking at it like, um, is that the one? Yeah, guys, we definitely going to have to have to wait <laughs> for it. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. See, I got my stuff set up in alphabetical order, and I got to slow down for these. It's not mm. like I can hit this one real quick, and I don't want to hit the wrong one. So anyway, until I get that started. Um, okay, then, you, then you end up inadvertently doing a remix. <laughs> <laughs> I had that happen before. Yep, there you go. Keep your friends close and your enemies close. Man, fuck that shit. Some of my so-called friends are the very same ones that threw me in a roaster and left a brother hanging. 
since it's like that, I'm banging on all you motherfuckers. Y'all done sparked the nigga that might have been who was sleeping with this, so we about to bring the motherfucking ruckus. I don't give a fuck who got a problem with us, because right now, it ain't about you. Well, maybe it is, but not the way you think. Cause see, it's about how you flip the script at the blink of an eye. What the fuck have I done? You had to dismiss me on the slot. Motherfuckers knew the situation at hand, knowing I was trying and doing the best I can. All I asked for was a little help to reach my objective, not having a reason to be more perceptive to the ones I thought I knew well. But just like a tortoise, they done came out the shell and showed me their ass, and I was supposed to forget about it and let it pass. Ah, uh, not so fucking fast. Because now, I'm locked and loaded, ready to put your ass on blast. This is one of the very reasons why black people can't get no fucking way as a community. Because between a group of enemies and friends, there's bound to be one enemy hiding among the ranks of friends. You looking at your real enemies watching for a sneak attack, but all the while there's an enemy within your circle of friends waiting to get you jacked. Even someone I considered my worst enemy is being civilized to me now. So what the fuck am I supposed to think or who to trust now? I don't know and I really don't give a fuck right now. I just know for a fact that family would do you wrong before friends. But now some of my supposed friends have left my ass hanging in the bench. How easy is it for a nigga like me to be set off in a beast like DMX? Well, you're looking at it. Because right now, I'm about to have a fucking fit. Family bloodline done used, abused, and disrespected me telling me I was going to be a nobody. That's why now the bloodline almost don't mean shit to me. The only one I would claim from the bloodline already rests in heaven above. I just hope when I see her, I'll become that white dove instead of a black crow or raven. Now right now, I'm just brazen with a fury most have never even seen before. So do yourself a favor. Don't become collateral damage by knocking on my door. Solitude is the only cure for this level of fury. Being I can't tell who's real or about it anymore, this will have to do surely. If you know this don't apply to you, then there's no reason for you to feel some kind of way. But if you're still offended or feel some type of way, then fuck you anyway. Couldn't say it any better. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, now I'm just, I'm just waiting for somebody to say, okay, who done pissed him off? Well, <laughs> mm-hmm. when provoked, some of the best stuff come out. <laughs> yeah, but you know, but this was one that didn't need provoking. You know, it was that um, that was um. Was sparked actually what it was sparked that piece in particular was the fact that you know that I was left hanging because I was supposed you know if nothing else I could have been up there for my daughter's birthday but you know it was one of those instances where I was relying on somebody you know to help me out to carry out the mission but they just left they just left me hanging you know no response no not even so much as a lie. You know, couldn't say, yo, I can't do, I can't do this. Something came up. I ain't even get that much. Just, you know, no response at all. Wow. I'm like, okay, you know the situation. You know what I'm going through with my daughter, and I asked you in plenty of, I gave you plenty of advance notice, and you still gonna leave me hanging with no answer. So, that's how that came about. I know that's right. So it will be fair to say that the venom is. is is the expertise? Say that again about the venom. Is that the expertise of you? Is that what you do best? Is that? Um, I'm I'm trying to change that because 
because it seems like it seems like you know Venom is you know is kind of like my you know my best work, but I, I'm trying to change that, but it, it can't be helped. <laughs> hey, you know, one thing I, I have said, you know, when we write about everyday life, people can relate to that more so <clears throat> more than the um, the fiction. <laughs> you know, give it some real. You know, yeah. You know, it's just, it's just that you know, I, you know, I, I know, I know, I can't, I can't be like that all the time. It may, it may seem like that, and and I'm not, but you know, I know I, I got to put out more stuff than just venom. You know, you know I got to, you know, I got to do something different. <laughs> Indeed. I, I, well, you know, I, I couldn't get my piece. Um, so I'm kind of disappointed at that. I didn't pick that one up, but I didn't even notice I didn't get on the switchboard. But that piece would have been so tight because that is so not you, but you did it so well. And, people, I'm talking about the Tonkin' Dance. So, sorry I got to do this to you because I don't have it on the switchboard. <laughs> Can you spit it live? Oh, no, you didn't put me on the <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get it. Just, just, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't even believe I'm agreeing with this. Um. Um. Lady Blue, Geo. Um. Yeah, I might want to cover your ears or turn the volume down on this one, cause yeah, I thought you know the venom was bad. This one here is going to be a shocker. You know, this is one that. You know, this is one of those ones I probably would have been better off keeping to myself. But well, put it like this: this is this is next levels type of stuff right here because this All is right. actually what this is actually why this this piece even exists. You know, hanging out at next level show too much. That's why I ain't been there in a minute as it is. <laughs> you know, messing around with him. Okay, <laughs> it's not <clears throat> it's bad to see letting out to be. It's sensual, but it's not bad. Um, wait a minute. Do I even? Oh wow! You know what? I only have the track. I don't. Ha- I don't have it written. <laughs> you know what? Okay. Oh. Okay. No, it ain't over yet. Okay, hold on. It's not over. <laughs> yeah, cause it's gonna get played. I don't care. The sound quality might not be this that good, cause I'm I'm gonna play this through the speaker. But it's going to get played. No, you did Oh, wow. Yes, it's going to get played. <laughs> we got to share this. Um, John, I'm going to have to do... Hmm. You'll be okay. Well, only time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be okay. I, I just... I'm I'm just waiting for this. This is gonna be like, oh no, you didn't. I got to. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna do a sound check here. How well do you hear me? I I hear you just fine. Okay. All right. This is 
tongue and dance. And again, I'm playing this through the speaker. It's not on the switchboard, so the sound quality will not be at its best. Tongue and dance. And your lips off. Oh, my God. The idea of a French kiss. I hope my mood reaches out. gonna have issues because <laughs> shout out to Angel Eyes because she just came in the chat room and Zakia talking about she entered in the red light district. <laughs> oh, Zakia is stupid. <laughs> I 
I'm glad everyone heard it fine. I'm sorry I couldn't get it on Switchboard in time because of the track that was previously uploaded. But, yes, that is the other side of Diamond J. Check that out. Yeah. Yeah, G- yeah, yeah, Gio. So that that Gio, that is the track I was talking about. That you know, that it it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Took the words out yeah. of his mouth. <laughs> See, and, and like I said, I blame Next Level for that because hanging is hanging out at his show as much as I was, and that's what you know. That's what came. That's how that came up. Because that's why I don't go to. That's why I ain't been to a show in the last six months. <laughs> Yeah, come on. That's how we all got here. If it wasn't for stuff like this, none of us would be able to even speak about poetry right now. So I, um, I know. I trust me. I'm not arguing that. But you know, it, you know, sometimes you know, it, you know how it is. You know, you you know, certain people might hear. You don't know how they're gonna react when they hear it because they might not think you're capable of such things. <laughs> oh yeah, you. Nah, let me be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> So it's like this into um red light overtime. No, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, but, wow, um, wow. But yeah, but Zakia is stupid talking. Gonna tell Angel Eyes that she had, she just entered in the red light district. Oh man, that is man. I was trying so I was trying so hard not to bust out laughing when they said that because I know my line was still probably open while that was playing. I didn't want that you know to come over. Oh, the we oh I heard it. I I was I had to put it on speaker for the pick up the um track or what have you. But yeah, I heard you acting bad on the other end. <laughs> yes, I can. I got kids, but that's not the point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on now, Shoot. Come on, I got come on, I got kids. Peace, peace, know my capabilities. Yeah, I got kids, but that's not the point. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell y'all like this, and the doctor said this is doctor orders that. I need to get him in at least four times a week, and you'll you'll live a lot longer. You'll live a lot longer, so you'll you'll be more happy and everything. So yeah. What doctor (laughs) said this? No bull. It was on Oprah, and Oprah. I don't don't even watch Oprah like that. I do. The doctor said it's good. At least four. He recommends four times a week. I was like, wow. Oh, 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 Lord! I okay. Now, now I done made Giovanni mad. She talking about I done made her smoke, and she got a few choice words for me in email. <laughs> uh oh! I hope. Oh my goodness! Did we see oh that? boy! Oh, we scared her out See, see, no, no. See, see, it's your fault because you didn't even have to play it. You know, what I'm saying being that it wasn't on the switchboard, it didn't make the switchboard for a reason. But you gonna put it on blast and see right there. And now it's uploaded. Oh my goodness, I can't see <laughs> That lets you further know it wasn't meant to be played. <laughs> Not at that time. It was coming, boy. I just started no patience. Dang. Oh well. Y'all know that's gonna be in heavy rotation. <laughs> no Lord. I love you too, Spicy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad somebody does still after all that. Mm-mm. Oh, it was not bad. I, I really <laughs> see. Oh, ooh, Angel, I say play it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm about to hit the play button. <laughs> mm-hmm. Go ahead. May as well. <laughs> Wait for it. 
Tongue and dance. If your lips are upon my lips, pondering the idea of a French kiss. I make my move, reaching out my tongue to touch and dance with yours. While at that instant, our body's language yearns for more of the pleasure we are giving unto each other. All that matters is the feeling between us and not those of another. But now my tongue has the urge to dance in other places for pleasure. Soft licks of my tongue on your neck bring even more arousal in every measure. To the point I hear you most softly and seductively. Moving my tongue further down towards your breast. You beautifully moan, ooh baby. Starting in the middle, then moving from the right breast to the left. Tongue dancing slowly on each of your nipples until they are full and ripe. You squirm and whine at the tease, but you tolerate it with all your might. Yearning to take my queen deeper into ecstasy, I slide my tongue back to the middle of her chest and slide down slowly but surely to the middle of her belly. Dancing in and out, out and around her belly button, making my baby laugh with pleasure. Then continuing on south to her hips and waist. Passing that area without a pit stop would be a huge mistake. Soft, gentle, warm kisses on both sides of her lips before continuing on to the second set of lips. The lips between her hips. Finally arrive at my final destination for the ultimate sensual sensation. I slightly spread your lips to give them the exact same kisses as I did the first to show my appreciation of you. Only thing left to do is open mouth, insert tongue, and make it do what it do. My tongue begins to dance all around the walls of your hot spot. You passionately call my name letting me know what I got is mine and mine alone. You then raise both your legs to let me in deeper into your throne as my tongue continues to dance on the walls with each hit. I raise up just enough to reach the clip. The match is struck and the flame ignites with passion burning to its fullest might. My tongue and your clip dance to the music created and understood only by us. The rhythm takes over and it is oh so sensuous. Then the feeling comes on. It comes on strong. You begin to whine and shake like a belly dancer or an earthquake. Trembling with every lick between your lips, your moans become screams. The same screams you thought about and felt in your dreams. With each lick, you're coming on fast. And I grab a hold of your fine ass and hold on tight, making sure I stay in your vector so that I can taste every sweet drop of your nectar when you release. If I knew... Loving you was so damn sweet, babe. Are the only words going through my mind. I love the fact that I satisfied my queen and that I took my sweet ass time. Good Lord. 
Spicy, you ain't mad at me, are you? <laughs> no, no, look, that's our song. We all have those feelings, but see, I have a few little pieces that you write it to me, but to you guys, then that you write it. I can bless you when I read certain poems, so trust me.
because you rubbed it in twice. Mm-hmm. You gonna play it twice? That's because. Uh, <laughs> well, mm-hmm. um, go, go ahead, go ahead, explain yourself. Well, okay, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. That piece does wonders for me, but um, someone requested me to play it again. I said, sure. Why not? Lord have mercy. I mean, y'all, y'all already know we all grown. The show is mature, and plus, I mean, it's it's, it's a such thing as being, you know, erotic in a in a tasteful way, and I think that's was very tasteful, wasn't you know, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, next level, y'all done sent me some stuff. Ooh, she done sent me some stuff now that I have coming up for y'all next Friday that y'all would not believe. Oh, my God, he shocked me. <laughs> and, yeah, and anybody who's been to the Next Level show already know how he get down by default. Mm-hmm. All I got to say is check out his website. The ex- yeah, yeah. <laughs> go to his website. That, that His website is self-explanatory. You know what I'm saying? His his show on BTR is no different. I, you know, and... And I guess it is, I guess the way it is, you know, when you hang around something for a long period of time, you end up, you know, I guess, I guess corrupt in this case would be the best word. I mean, because anybody who, I mean, like, I mean, if nobody else, Giovanni myself, and, you know, because she knows, you know, she know me from when I, you know, like she said in the chat earlier, when I first started, she knows, you know, where I was and to how much I've grown now. This type of thing was never in, you know, in me at all until I started hanging out in Next Level Show, you know. <laughs> hey, I got to say, Next had me um, be, I guess, I don't even know what word to use, but I had enough confidence to come out with my own erotic piece. And, that, you know, I don't do erotic myself, but it's fun. When in Rome, yeah, that's right, Gio. <laughs> when in Rome, <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 um, yeah. The you call it confidence, I'll call it corrupt. Cause <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I ain't gonna lie. You know, everybody got that sign in them, but you know, but when you don't, when you know, when everybody that you you know associate with. You know, doesn't even know that that side of you exists. Now, at least not in the poetry aspect. You know, and then all of a sudden they get hit with this. They're like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and like I said, it's you know, it's next level's fault. If it wasn't for him, this, you know, tongue and dance wouldn't even be in existence right now. So it's his fault. Who would have thought? Out of all that, all the pieces that we heard tonight, that one was going to be so get so much feedback off of. I know, and and what's funny, you you know what's funny about that? That's the only piece, you know. I guess from you know an erotica standpoint, that's the only one I have. That's the only one I've ever done. Hey, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only one I've done, and I have not. And I've written that. I've written that what earlier this year. I have not done any. I have not attempted to do anything like that since then because I still couldn't believe I got this one done. And then, I'm so glad he didn't crash or anything. Goodness, I'd have been hurt. And then, and then, and then you gonna play it twice. I mean, well, you can blame Angela. She asked me. I'm sorry, Angela. I had to, I had to pull you in. I can't take all this heat by myself. 
Oh, well, yeah, yeah, that's what I know. No, see, I know Angel Eyes. I'll deal with her later. <laughs> but, see, right now I'm dealing with you because you honored that request, so I'm dealing with you right now. Angel Eyes, I'll get her later. <laughs> I have to please the audience. If the audience wants more, then I have to give them more. I mean, I can't be like, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, and Angel, if you want that... Um, if it's okay with Diamond Gang, you want it? Just give me the email, baby girl. I'll send it out, and you can just download it to the iPod and have it with you all the time. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I got it with me. That thing is in rotation. <laughs> you did not just put that out there. <laughs> oh, why not? I mean, a lot of, believe me, a lot of poets that I play on the show be stuff that I listen to at work, at home, when we chill in. Yeah, it, it doesn't just get played on the air. Mm-hmm. That's showing my love, that's all. So we're going to take a short break and listen to music, and we'll come back. And if you want to get on the mic, it's 347-826-9842. Yeah, t- yeah, take a little break so that some people can cool off from being hot and bothered. <laughs> I get bothered by this music I'm sitting to play here. So look, it better not be Maxwell. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh, 
Back with Poetry After Dark. I'm your host, the Angelic Poetist. We've been speaking with Diamond J. And finally opened up open mic. Um, we had somebody on the line. I'm not sure who it is, but we're going to open them up. It might be a small delay, but we're going to definitely get you through. Beat y'all better not act stupid now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to bring in 816 so you know. I think that's Giovanni. All right. Come on, BTR. Okay, Giovanni. 816. I don't hear anything yet, but I see the mic is open. 816. Okay. 816, your line is open, so, um, like, say something. <laughs> Let me see. If I go in the chat room and see who 816 is. 816, she she, please. She says okay. she's talking, but we're not hearing her. Uh-oh. Did y'all have an issue? Seriously, because it's on me. The mic is open. Hang on for a second. And you saying that uh, chat come up before I see it come up. I didn't even see her type that. Okay, yeah, B, I got a feeling BTR gonna go down at some point because it's just been <laughs> messing up like crazy the last few days. Mhm, Javon, if you can hang up and call back in, that will probably be great. If you can hear, because I don't she even she, hear. Yeah, she uh-huh. she she says she's gonna call from a landline. Maybe that'll okay. help. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, she just hung up. So waiting for Giovanni to call back. Let me see if I have a piece of shit. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like when I sit, like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to sit the one I'm used to. I'm more comfortable with Every time I run into a new piece, I get nervous. Okay. Is it all right if I do one but after you? Because I I need to do something to you know to lose that that tongue and dance and you know impression. <laughs> I get, so uh, is it okay if I spit after you? <laughs> oh sure. Um, I got the running back on the line, so I'm gonna try to bring. Okay, then I I wait after her then. You know she okay. called first. Yeah, I think I have you, Giovanni. 
Peace, poetry, and prismatic dreams. There she go. All right. How is everyone tonight? Besides Donald J. about to have to read an email that he don't want to hear. Yeah, Gio, I, it, Gio, it, it wasn't next me. Next I told level, you, it's, ne- it's, ne- it's, it's next level. It's next level's fault. I told you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's so you, why. You, you do know next show. level lives like forty-five minutes away from me, and it's not gonna take me that long to get there to hit him upside his head for, um, you know, influencing <laughs> you to do some things like that. So. And okay, when you when you hit him, please hit him hard. <laughs> hit him hard upside his head, please. <laughs> Most definitely. Like I said, we all have it in us. We just need to mm-hmm. leave it where it belongs. <laughs> so um, I'm going to bust some piece of more people's tops tonight. I'm going to do a piece nobody's ever heard. <laughs> it's called Serial Uh-oh. Monogamy. He said Maybe. Serial Monogamy? Serial Monogamy. Serial. Oh, okay. All right. Baby, I never wanted to be with anybody else. You make me the happiest man on earth. And when you birthed my child, my love for you went wild. And every time I see you, I feel like a little kid on a Disney ride for the first time. My stomach starts to do flip-flops and I hold my breath just to see if you'll catch a glimpse of me. Looking at you and knowing I want you and that I love you with all my heart. Nothing will ever cause my love to depart. You are a piece of me. And without you, I go insane. I wait for your call when you're gone. And those text messages you send me throughout the day. Make me want to do things that are illegal. When you get home, I don't even see other women as women anymore. I simply see them as people. And no matter how big their booties are, I would never lust after another because when I introduced you to my mother, she knew, like I did, that you were the one that the sun, moon, and stars rotate around. Fast forward. Girl, I knew you was crazy from the get-go. I don't know why I even got caught up with you. The stupid stuff you do makes me want to strangle you. And you better be glad I love my child, because if I didn't, I would never speak to you. You better stop using my baby like a pawn in your stupid little game. What do you think you're going to gain? I never want to be with you again, and you just going to have to deal with my new friend, because one day she'll be my wife, and our baby will be part of our lives. So all that stupid stuff you're talking is irrelevant. My mother told me not to deal with you, but I told her, no, Ma, she's my boo, and she would never do anything to hurt me. Crazy me. I believe that you could change. I'm glad I never spent money on a ring. That's why I just kept putting off the wedding that you arranged. Fast forward. I just want you to be mine. If I could rewind the hands of time, I would have met you first. You would have been the one to birth my child. Where were you five years ago when you should have been here with me? I promise I'll never let you go. I want you to meet my mother so she'll know that there's no other like you. You're my boo, and I'm so proud to be with you. Now, don't worry about my baby's mother. She was just another that wanted my love, but she couldn't understand me like you understand me. That girl was crazy. And so goes the story of serial monogamy. Just because you don't sleep with anyone else while you're with her, doesn't make you any better than someone who cheats on their wives. Because all your life you have moved from one to another, lover after lover, and told them all they were the one. Had a couple of daughters and sons that you have to raise from somewhere else. No bedtime stories at night, no baths before bed, because you were crazy in your head thinking this was the one. 
You gave her your all, and when the call came, you moved on and stepped up your game to get another lover. So keep your sex to yourself. Put your feelings on the shelf. Take them out of the mix and make sure this is the person you're going to be with. Otherwise, you, my friends, are a serial monogamous. Wow. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm, I, I, I know one thing. I'm just glad it's not me that's on the end of that because, <laughs> And Giovanni delivers. It's serious, boy, and, and you're going to feel Is that baby Tribal Rain I'm hearing in the back? Yes, that is little Tribal Rain that you were hearing in the back about to have one of her um, I ain't going to take nothing from nobody moments, you know, waking up in the middle of the night. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all do your thing. I appreciate you letting me get on. And uh, most definitely, Dama J, I'm going to need you to keep that track where it belongs. (laughs) (laughs) Zip it up. Well, Gio, Gio, I'll tell you like this. If you hear anywhere else other than here, you you know who to go to because she's the only one that got it. Mm. I thought Next Level had it, but okay. Well, I don't know if he's... I don't know if he's been playing it because I ain't been to a show in six months. <laughs> right, right, right. And now she, now she passing it all around town, right? <laughs> so I, if he tells me, Giovanni, if he tells me not to do it, I will not do it. Honest, I will not. <laughs> <laughs> but Gio, right, we, we, we I definitely, I, I definitely got to get, I definitely got to keep in contact with you. I, I miss, I miss you, you know, on the real. I'm well, glad if to, I can, we stop throwing our phone, our phones in, in drainage ditches and you know, tan them up and all that good stuff, then maybe we can stay in contact. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but it's it's good to hear from you. I'm glad you're doing so much better from, you know, the last news I got from you. I'm I'm glad to hear that you're doing okay. Most definitely, and I appreciate um, the comments that you sent out and the love that you showed while that was going on. But I'm going to go ahead and let y'all do y'all's thing. I'm going to get a little Miss Rain where she needs to be. <laughs> All right. So, All right, girl. You take it easy. Talk with you soon. All right, peace. All right, peace. All right, guys. Uh, I am aware that the chat room was closed, but I extended the show, so you know, BTR's being technical. Um, I hope everyone still has time and everything. We got about ten minutes left, and the next. Oh, I didn't even know the chat room closed. <laughs> it sure did. It closed on us um, because, like I said, it was fixing for two hours, and I extended the show, so. I gotta shake that tongue and dance thing, you know, yeah. 
right, so let me get this one out. This one's kind of long for me anyway. I'm not used to writing pieces this long. And this is um all wrong. Just enough for a taste. A simple moment of fulfillment. Looking into your eyes, I'm misplaced in my own garden. A garden designed for the inducement of my soul. And rapidly, it goes through me like a bigger storm. Where do I go from here? My heart leaves where yours doesn't. Reluctant to speak a single word, but the soul cannot lie. For I feel you. The unspoken temptation between us, lust and love, a mixture of ecstasy. I flourish in your soul, for you divide me. But deny me those words, see, those words are like knives, that he must decide and surprise. And I know it's there, there inside. But how could I ask, seek, or try to find, to leave what I have behind? Another design in another time. But there were days that I searched for that kind. And I found love and an undeniable confidence that was fond of the presence of thee. So I discreetly, completely protect you. And selfishly taking doses of my lover undercover with this mask, he has seen what I thought I wanted to be. This woman that's full of fire and desire and only for his temporary tire. A supply of the flesh's needs, but it's my flesh that bleeds of this guilt this constant greed, for he feeds off my body. My mind is not worth his while, and in his shoes could I really walk that mile. His red as my heart wallops, trying to right my wrongs. I want to get back, back to where I belong, and patch the holes I placed, in which I did but in such a distaste. Up close in my face, will my life ever be what it was? When I broke the sacred laws, emotionally, I wished this to dissolve. But it was I that made the wrong turn. And maybe I deserve. And that's that piece. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you, yeah you, you was all wrong for playing tongue and dance. Right? Nah, be sad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm still stuck on that. <laughs> No, go ahead, revive yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> mm, now, now I gotta, you know, say now I gotta, now I gotta revert to my silly side. <laughs> you know, as as if ain't nobody already knew that I got a silly side. But see, now I gotta hit y'all. I gotta hit them with the. Do I even have this? I thought, yeah, the soap opera parody. <laughs> All right. Ryan's hope is lost and gone. Because all my children ended up in general hospital trying to live on the edge of night instead of seeking out the guiding light. See, that's what they get for trying to hang with the young and the restless. You'd think they would have learned their lesson when they was hanging with the bold and the beautiful. But this lesson here, learned, proved to be too brutal. Because now they won't have a chance to search for tomorrow. Now, I don't feel shame or sorrow. Because of them, I'm ready to take off to another world to get away from them in this chaotic swirl. Now, as the world turns, nobody's thinking about them. Except the doctors. So here I stand on Hill Street Blues. Oh, Lord, I done lost my place. <laughs> so here I stand on Hill Street Blues, thinking back on all my children laying up in the west wing of General Hospital. So these are the days of our lives. Maybe I'll fly to 90210 or Dallas to look for some desperate housewives. Then again, I might want to avoid Dallas and go somewhere else real far. 
Because knowing my look, they'll end up blaming me, a black man, for shooting Jr. My life here in Santa Barbara has ended with such travesty, so now i got to find someplace else to start a new dynasty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness, that is crazy. <laughs> Wow. Um, we only got one life to live. I'm going to go back to Sequoia and see if we can hear him. Sequoia? Mm. Nope. Well, I wanted to hear from you tonight, but that's okay. Because I have a track. I wanted to hear from him, too, because he was cutting, he was cutting up, he was busting me up in the chat room tonight. I wanted to hear from him, too. <laughs> he really was. He was doing this, but but, mm-hmm. hey, I have never heard Sequoia sit live, so that would have been a treat. But next week, Friday, Sequoia, please be at Poetry After Dark, because we would love to hear you. And if not, we would definitely get your track and rotation. Um, to you, Diamond, thank you for um, being a very great guest tonight and your work, sharing your work with everyone. It was a great experience. Yeah, thank, thanks, thanks for having me. I appreciate it, and I'm honored that you feed that you had me as the feature for your last Saturday show. Indeed, so, I will miss Saturday. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so this but, is definitely this is this is definitely one for the archive. <laughs> hey, and you know it. <laughs> but <laughs> stop making last time. <laughs> But again, uh, people, God willing, we're going to do it again next Friday, um, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your girl will be thrown down with the hottest tracks, the newest tracks. I work to serve you. So come through, show your love. If you don't want to get on the mic, that's cool, too, because we're going to keep it pushing. Um, but with every good thing, it must come to an end. Peace and blessings, mm-hmm. everyone. See you next time. Peace. Second time around But before you go There's something I'd like to say Everything's not worth it seems There's a stronger force behind the scenes He's in our lives every day He's like death when we call In Him is where my strength